Hi and welcome to Spill the Tea with LLIB. I'm Cal. And I'm Claire. And together we founded the incredible platform that is Leading Ladies in Business, a platform that inspires and supports female business women across the globe. Hi everybody and welcome to Spill the Tea with LLIB. I'm Cal and this is Claire and here today with us is the gorgeous Ilaria Petrucci who is a trauma-informed emotional eating coach. Did I get that right? Well Claire and Ilaria have obviously been in some sort of secret WhatsApp (laughs) that I was not invited to. Um, I feel very left out on the nudes and well just the nudes and neutrals. Um, Yeah. Colour coordinated wardrobe. We wouldn't have done it this well. (laughs) Well, the only difference is the trainers. So I mean, yeah, 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 but both looking gorgeous today. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah, next time add me in on the WhatsApp. Just rude. (laughs) So Alaria, we're here today to talk all about your journey as a woman in business and what that's been like so far. Can you spill the tea? I spilled the tea. Good. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you for having me. It's just so lovely to pleasure. be here. I have been um, in business as a self-employed businesswoman for over 10 years now. And I actually started off, which I still do, as a professional wedding photographer. Wow. Oh, and I started again about 10, 11 years ago now. But I've always had this passion for psychology and the science of human behavior. Why do we do the things that we do and how are we the way that we are Mm. and about our struggles and inner journey. Um, So when COVID hit um, in 2020 Mm -hmm. and obviously weddings were on hold, I just used it as an opportunity to have the time to actually focus on my on my other passion, mm. psychology and human behavior. So I did my NLP master level studies. Yeah. And then uh, in 2021, I did my trauma-informed coaching course. Um, and yeah, here's a year what I do today. And I specialize in emotional eating and people-pleasing because that's, mm. I'm sure we talk more about this as we go on, but that's been kind of like my personal journey. And um I mean, the journey of business is an inner mm-hmm. journey first, yeah. isn't it? Like, I remember when I started photography, I was like, um, oh, I just have to know how to take pictures. And actually taking yeah. pictures <laughs> is like probably 10% of yeah. what actually goes on. It's like on. the iceberg, isn't it? Right. It's the photograph exactly. and all the other bits. Yeah. And the same with coaching now. It's like, oh, I have to coach clients. But actually the time that, you know, coaching mm-hmm. client is just, it's a part of what I do. Uh, but there is so much more that goes into it. And also the self-development mm. journey when you start a business mm. and when you start to put yourself out there and recognize yourself and your gift. And that's when this stuff comes up yeah. that um, you, that we have to work on. So it's been an amazing journey and I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else. Yeah. No. I can see that. I can see the passion as you're, as you're talking about yeah, your glory. Yeah, I love that. So what's been your, sorry, that was mine. I got the eye then tonight, the, the eye, this is my <laughs> turn now. Yeah. <laughs> what's the hardest challenge that you've faced as a woman in business that you've had to overcome that you can share the journey and how, how you did overcome that challenge? I think the, the self-confidence yeah. to recognize myself in what I am good at um, and uh, to actually own that, yeah. not just 
with me, but mm-hmm. also with other people. And one of the things that I recognize very quickly in my journey is that the more connected I am with myself mm-hmm. and the more um, I own mm-hmm. who I truly am authentically, not just mm-hmm. what I think people might want me to be, which is something that I have done a lot mm-hmm. in my private life, especially, mm-hmm. um, only then I can serve my clients Mm -hmm. the best way I can because the more connected we are Mm -hmm. to ourselves the more we can be there Mm -hmm. uh, for other people especially in the area that I mean I obviously deal with a lot of inner child healing and trauma Mm -hmm. and um, if I can't be there with my own emotions then I won't be able to be there with my clients emotions so when was that light bulb moment for you then when did you realize that something needed to change within you when did you I need to stop this people please and I need to you know I need to change when when was that light bulb moment I think it has been a roller coaster journey and for me the people please I think the moment that I've connected Mm -hmm. my emotional eating with my people pleasing and my problem yeah, and I quote because my problem has been for so many years, mm-hmm. like my weight, how I look on the outside. And so the solution that I thought I needed was I need the diet, I need to mm-hmm. um, lose weight. And then I got on a diet and I lost weight many times in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 42 this year. So I have been like on this journey mm-hmm. for 15 years of this mm-hmm. roller coaster. And um And then that moment I realized that's not my actual problem. Mm. My weight is not my problem and the diet is not the Mm. answer. And that's ironically one of the first things that I've learned in my trauma training, that asking the question, why do I emotionally eat? is not actually the question that we need an answer to. The question that we need an answer to is why the pain behind the emotional eating because if I were to ask somebody who struggles with emotional eating or if I were to ask myself back then Mm -hmm. what does food does for me what do I get from eating Mm -hmm. what's the payback because if we continue a behavior even though there is even though it's detrimental to our Mm -hmm. goals or to our health even or to our development and generally functioning in life is because there is a payback there. And so for me, the payback was a relief. And then you ask yourself a relief from what? Yeah. And the answer is discomfort, Mm -hmm. of course, and pain. And one of the most important things that I had to realize, and I can see it now Mm -hmm. in my clients on their journey, is to actually realize it's okay to want relief from pain because Mm -hmm. why wouldn't you yeah you know why wouldn't you want to feel better yeah the problem becomes in how you are going on about it and so don't ask yourself why do I emotionally eat ask yourself why is the pain there where does Mm -hmm. the pain come from Mm -hmm. because only then then you can start to heal yeah yeah. No, absolutely. And we say that to children in schools now as well. It's more mindful of, you know, not why did you do that? Why did you hit that other child? Or why didn't, you know, why didn't you eat your lunch? It's more about how are you feeling right now? Like what was mm. going on for you? Yes. You know, when that happened and when you hit that other child, what was happening for you? Like where where was the feeling, you know? And it's about 
them to then saying, well, I was angry. Okay, so when you were angry and that behaviour and detaching the behaviour from the child and knowing that it's okay to be angry, it's okay to be sad and yes. it's okay to sit in those emotions. But the behaviour that came afterwards, that wasn't okay and it hit somebody else. And I think that's really, really important. So that I love is the fact. so key mm. because the validation of the emotions mm-hmm. is what we have been denied mm-hmm. in childhood yeah. and that's yeah. where the trauma yeah. kind of like takes mm-hmm. place and develops. Do you find as well some parents will say to children, oh, you'll be okay, you'll, you'll be fine. Yeah. You know, even if, um, for example, in, in a school, um, when I was supporting children with social, emotional and behavioural um, additional needs, um, a child who lost her mum was okay she was absolutely fine she was coming into school and she was only little but then a child who lost the hamster was absolutely traumatized and Mm. nobody could understand when I was saying to them at this point in their journey he needs me more oh no but she's lost a parent she's a but at the stage in the journey that she's on right now he actually you know the the hamster might have meant um it might have been a gift it might have been his go-to when he was feeling Mm. a certain way um I think allowing children to be in that emotion and knowing that it's okay to say not to swoop in as a parent and be a plaster it's okay you're gonna it's gonna be hard you're gonna feel sad you're gonna feel frustrated you're gonna feel angry and that's okay you know I'm here like I'm here when and if you need me I think that's I think more parents, more teachers, more um, carers and guardians need to take that approach to just allow and not swoop in and fix it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like we do, you'll be okay, I'll fix it. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll sort that out. I'll tell the teacher, I'll go in. You just allow your children to just feel for a second. Yes. But then, again, that can only happen if the parent is comfortable with their own Absolutely. emotions. Yeah. And yeah. that's where things go wrong a lot of the time. Because yeah. the, uh, oh, it's okay, or stop crying, yeah. or is denying the emotion. And what you said is absolutely spot on, right? It, validating the emotion and then addressing the behavior. Yeah. So it's not a matter of just let them get away with behaving mm-hmm. in any way. It's mm-hmm. a matter of it's okay to feel angry yeah. or recognizing their experience. Mm-hmm. This is really hard. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. really painful. It's really sad. And it's not okay to hit your friend yeah. or to, you know, steal the toy yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. the situation might be. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's so important. Yeah. yeah, I love that. And I think continuing to do that work on ourselves allows us to be better parents and maybe prevent some of those traumas and childhood adverse experiences happening to our children. Yeah, Mm. I think trauma is almost inevitable. Like it's impossible to, you know, avoid avoid it. What's important, and that's not even the the point because, I mean, we grow through our struggles, Mm, right? More than we grow through our happy times. Mm. So that's another, it's it's a gift. I always, Mm. always trying to find the gift in all of the the painful experiences. Mm -hmm. But it's important to understand that trauma is not just like the big, the big Mm. T traumas that we might be, used to Mm -hmm. hear about like sexual abuse or these terrible things but it's also small things like go back to your room and don't come out until you're happy yeah because what the child is hearing is I'm only loved when I'm happy and so I'm going to repress Mm -hmm. and shut down Mm -hmm. all other emotions if Mm -hmm. I'm angry if I'm sad Mm -hmm. I'm not wanted when I am those things yeah and that's when 
we develop things and beliefs like I am not loved unless I'm happy. Yeah. And wow. we're not in touch with ourselves. And that's where the disconnection mm -hmm. happened. And another thing that I've learned during my trauma training with Gabor Mate, mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard of him. Yeah. Um, he talks a lot about the choice that a child has mm -hmm. between authenticity and connection. If I am only wanted when I'm happy, mm -hmm. then to be connected and loved and wanted, I have to be happy. So everything else. So even when I'm sad, I'm going to mm. pretend to be happy or I'm not going to be around yeah. Yeah. my caregivers of my parents. And so we, but they don't have that choice because connecting for a mm. child is a matter of survival. Yeah. But we bring that with us in our adult life. And that's where the people pleasing develops, you know, and when, then we find ourselves in toxic relationships or difficult situation or mm. being able to speak mm. up for ourselves where we know a mind level that of course they're not gonna nothing I'm not gonna die if they mm -hmm. don't agree with me you know I can survive mm -hmm. this but in the body we're literally unable to say no mm -hmm. so we end up saying yes and this is where problems and toxic relationships yeah. take mm -hmm. place because we are self-betraying and when we self-betray there is a part of us that knows that we are doing that yeah And that part of us will be then coming up in emotions such as resentment or stress or of overwhelm. And those are the emotions that we eat on. Yeah. 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 It's a really tricky one, isn't it? Because, you know, we want our children to be these well-rounded individuals. I always say, you know, we want these strong women, yet on my watch when I'm in Asda, I do not want my daughter who's seven saying no to me or wanting to be, you know, <laughs> down this aisle and exerting her, you know, right to have a voice and be heard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, oh, time and a place for that. Really um, so yeah, it's really hard at the same time. I don't want her to feel traumatized by the fact that, you know, we've not allowed her to have any of these choices when she's older. So my goodness, like, it's like a minefield, isn't it? And sometimes when we say to our children, you know, go and... I don't know, go and go and sit there for a second and calm down. We know as adults that we that they haven't got the emotional capacity to go and calm down because mm. they haven't got the skills to be yeah. able to calm themselves down. And as adults, we know how to self-regulate ourselves Absolutely. and our emotions in a much in a much more um understandable way than they've got access to um whether that be a glass of wine or a bath or a walk or a cup of tea or or any of those things and yet for parents when you're also at the top because you've not had any time that day to be mindful about mm. what you need and to fill your cup it's often easier to say go over there for a second and calm down than it is to check in with yourself be oh, mindful 100%. of that experience 100%. and do what's right for them in that moment yeah. I've, I've actually taken myself That's away from my children the in the house <laughs> and I've taken myself to have yeah. some thinking time but I think the the big tip there is to take yourself like I've got three children um 18 17 and eight um and I took myself in my bedroom, I shut the door, but I, I communicated to them that this is too much. I need to just go and just take a breath for a second and then I'll come back out. All three of them just went into that, oh my goodness, <laughs> what just happened? And I sat in my room, I took a breath, I had a little cry 
and that was absolutely fine. And I, and then I, I come out and I explain to them like what their behavior, like why that would, you know, why that had upset me and how we can't move forward. And I think it's about communicating and you are absolutely spot on in saying that most parents and carers and people, we don't understand what's going on for us to be able to communicate that. So having that time and just taking a breath and and really connecting with yourself, I think is really important before we start to learn about how to parent. Start to learn about what's going on for you first. Mm -hmm. And then your children will, and the people around you will watch and, you know, but don't beat yourself up. You know, we all have those moments where we are little volcanoes and that's okay. And we, 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 you know, clean up after ourselves and, and then we communicate and we're only human and our emotions, you know, it can be strong. Um, you're getting this. <laughs> yeah, it's like a minefield, isn't it? It is like, like a minefield. A, a box a, of frogs on this one. Yeah, we have. <laughs> but I think the most important message is to learn how to self-regulate yourself. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And that, I mean, it sounds simple, but actually, and yeah. self-regulating without yeah. an external substance like yeah. food or alcohol or yeah. whatever is your yeah. drug of choice yeah. or the addiction. Yeah. Self-regulate means being with yourself, with whatever you're experiencing. Yes. Yeah, I love yeah. that. So who's who has been the biggest influence on you so far in your journey? You know, I thought about this, but I think I'm going to have to say my pain. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because wow. when I think about my journey, the one thing that I'm most proud of is my healing because I understand how much, you know, it's not easy mm-hmm. to look at your stuff. It's not easy to go inside yeah. and do inner child work and just recognize your trigger and own up to it. Mm-hmm. And I, what I've learned, what my pain has taught me mm-hmm. is self-love what does it really mean to love Mm. yourself you Mm. know at the beginning of my journey I was hearing about all these things like oh do a bubble bath or buy yourself expensive clothes and I'm like do I really love myself when I do that Mm. or is it just all part of the you know escaping avoiding and self-sabotaging um so by no means have the bubble bath and buy yourself all the clothes that you want but not in isolation, like self-love is loving all the parts of you that make you who you are and Mm -hmm. being able to be truly authentic and find who you are. Because if you relate with people pleasing or with emotional eating, you have lost yourself along the way when you've learned to please Mm -hmm. other people. Because the whole addiction of pleasing comes from I have to give myself up to be mm. liked by mm. you because I can only be okay with myself when you are okay with me. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's yeah. a lot, isn't it? It is a lot. <laughs> so what goals are you pursuing right now in business or personal life that you can share with us? Yeah. Well, I well in business, I am super excited. I'm working on my very first um, group coaching program which I'll be launching in a few months and so far I've been working with people one-to-one but what I find is I can serve more people Mm -hmm. in a coaching program where it can be a beginning of the healing Um, so I'm really excited to be launching that and um, on a personal level I'm all about learning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so at the moment, I'm not actually enrolled in any course or studying anything because I find that 
um, I'm in a really good place. So I'm just focusing on putting the things mm-hmm. to practice that I have that I've learned in my journey. One thing that I really want to do is to do more public speaking. Yeah. And just put this message out there and just mm-hmm. really educate people and empowering people mm-hmm. to do the inner work. And don't and I, I, if I look at my journey, I wasted so many years trying to find the right diet or yeah. trying to find mm-hmm. the ways to lose weight mm-hmm. so that when I lose weight, then I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And if you can only be willing to look in the right direction mm-hmm. and ask yourself the right questions that you can save yourself a lot of time so what would be one of those questions if people were at the very beginning and they needed a question that they had to answer to start beginning that inner work what would that be recognizing why you overeat you know emotionally or why what is the addiction giving to you and then asking yourself why is the pain there yeah why do I need to soothe myself what do I need to soothe myself from yeah that's the first thing the first thing wow yeah yeah it's a great and question. it requires being brutally honest with yourself mm-hmm. like you can't you can't hide you can't hide absolutely and why would you yeah why would you time is so precious life is so precious the yeah. only way that you can be authentically yourself is by being brutally honest mm-hmm. with you first and then you can build authentic relationship with other people and being able to go like, you know what? This doesn't work for me. Yeah. Mm. Like, how would I have loved to have had the strength to yeah. say that in my life when I was younger? Yeah. 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 So if you could give one piece of advice to your younger self, what would that be? Good question. <laughs> um, one piece of advice to my younger self. Don't believe them. Like, you know, the inner voice. Mm. I don't have to believe all the thoughts that I have in my head because, first of all, not not all of them are mine. Mm. And second, if if they're true, then I can do something about it. Because if you notice, people only complain about things that we can change. Yeah. You don't need, really hear people complain about gravity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing we can do about Very it. Very useful, I find. Yeah. I would not want to be floating I up mean, around exactly. there. Um, but if we are complaining about something, it's yeah. because we have the power to change yeah. it. True. But we complain about it because oh. it's easier. Yeah. yeah. It's like easy and it keeps us stuck. So the complaint mm. is actually part of the pattern that we have to break. Mm. So that's a whole different conversation, but yeah. just, just yeah. a hint there. And if the voices in your head are not true, then why would you believe them in the first place? Mm-hmm. Why would you believe a lie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I'm still stuck on the gravity thing. You've <laughs> never complained about gravity. Are you thinking about something? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I'm all <laughs> that you complain about that you can't change. No. <laughs> I have tried. See so if you find something. Let me I'll let you know. I'll be in contact. <laughs> so one way that I... Ilaria, keep um, true to my authentic self is the way I make a cup of tea, um, you know, and yeah, that, that's my truth. Okay. And I'm very willing to speak about my truth on camera on a regular basis. <laughs> I can't even go with this today. <laughs> Did you like that smooth segue? <laughs> I was thinking, and I'm also this is really not good. a and then people pleaser. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a people pleaser. I like it how I like it. Yeah. And I'm not afraid to say when people make it the wrong way. 
Um, so, Alaria, if you were going to make the perfect cup of tea with no people pleasing involved mm-hmm. whatsoever. So in the name yeah. of authenticity. Yeah, in the name of authenticity. I problem yeah. here. I don't drink tea. I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Sorry, Alaria. Cancel, cancel. <laughs> I don't drink tea on a regular basis. Uh, okay. okay. But I do love a cup of tea. Yeah. And this is how I make it. I think you like this one. Uh, bagging first. Yeah. I've lived in the UK for 21 years and I always yeah. lived around people that love tea, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So You're just building the suspense, Alaria. Hot water, but let it sit still. Yeah. Let it sit still for yeah. 30 seconds. Yeah. Put it in. I don't like to let it brew for too long. So yeah, I pretty yeah. much just stir it and then throw like the bag I'll away. Just show the cup And then the, the oat milk goes in. Oh, oh, oh oat milk. milk. I'm vegan. Oh, <laughs> but still at no point there the milk is in the t- cup with the tea bag absolutely not that is a clean sweep for me today on today's recording <laughs> <laughs> Alaria no. I love and, I, and we know it's the truth because you are a very against people pleasing and that's the inner work that you've been doing for 20 odd years now so we know that that is now the the right way to make a cup of tea and uh, I feel so connected with you on all levels <laughs> yeah well yeah I know I know there was the whatsapp group but I mean we've connected over a cup of tea in a different whatsapp group which will now have just people who make tea the right way I love the fact that your whole body language changes as soon as the guest (laughs) agrees with you you're just like yes it's like you've been competitive though so you do win at a lot of things yeah and I I have to have one small thing to win at I want to add that it's not wrong to want people to like us you know, now. The, isn't it, people pleasing is all about wanting people to agree with you. But I, what I've learned in my journey is there's a difference between I can't be okay with myself unless you like me mm-hmm. or, yeah. you know what, it would be nice if you agree mm. with me on how you make a cup of tea, <laughs> but I'm okay if you don't. Yeah. So who do you think yeah. is the biggest people pleaser out of myself and Cal? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should start that as a question. Who's the biggest people pleaser, God? Yeah, I am a people pleaser. We I all am. are on some yeah. level. Because again, as I said, it's valid yeah. to want to be liked and mm. loved and accepted and approved yeah. of. There's nothing wrong with mm. that. Now, the problem comes in when that stops you from being your authentic self. So being able yeah. to say, we, you know, i love for you to agree with me, but you don't. And that's okay. This is me and this is you yeah. and we can get on anyway. Yeah, you know. there, there you go. We can get on anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good job, really, isn't it? Yeah. yeah and we did learn it. Like, just don't make each other's <laughs> cup of tea. That's yeah. all. Yeah. A, I always make solution. your cup of tea. You do. Yeah. Always make your cup of tea. And I make it your way with she my does. cup of tea. She I make my tea stay yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Only because you watch. Like, There's well, a lot of people pleasing, though. That's considerate. She knows that this is what you need to be happy with your cup of tea. And this is a good relationship, friendship. I make you happy. There you go. Thank you so much, Alaria. That yeah. was an incredible conversation. <laughs> um, and again, we can't wait to share your journey um, with our viewers and um, social media and the Leading Ladies in Business audience. Um, I do know it's going to be really, really greatly received. Yeah. yeah. Thank, so thank you. you. Thank you so me. much. Thank you. <laughs>